For our first one-act play, we chose to honor a Kansas playwright named Thomas Clock, entitled The Oz Emerald. Our cast features Brent Sigmund as director and narrator, Alicia Willard as Sella Dawn, Harrison Lamb as Alan Friedrich, Corey Jeanette as Meyer Hudson, Renee Caraballo as Constance Brent, Brittany Lamb as Jocelyn Black, DJ Davis as Gaspar Diamond, Sean Marshbanks, sound and podcast producer. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the Oz Emerald. Celadon, aka Jade Green, Celadon Green Eyed Femme Fatale, involved in art world espionage. Alan Friedrich, freelance art curator and investigator, works on a commission. Meyer Hudson, owner of Hudson Auction House, the Oz Emerald brooch is the highlight of his upcoming auction. Constance Brandt owns the Brandt Gallery. Jocelyn Black runs the gallery for her. Jocelyn Black runs Brandt Gallery for Constance, hired by Hudson to fly Emerald back from Kansas City. Gaspar Diamond. Diamond Imports, art importer, works out of Diamond Gallery, reputed art thief. Scene one, Friedrich's office. Friedrich's locked office, a clean desk with an ashtray. Celadon in the dark office sits holding an unlit cigarette and waits for Friedrich. Alan enters, turns on the lights, surprised by someone in his locked office. Hello. How did you get in here? Who are you? My name is Green, Jade Green. Jade Green. My parents. I could have been Sherwood Forest. My eye color saved me. Well, Miss Green, I'm not used to having people break into my office. You better have a good reason before I call the cops on you. I was waiting on someone to give me a light. Alan lights her cigarette using an old Zippo lighter. You know, I don't usually allow smoking in here. You have an ashtray. Why did you light my cigarette? Just doing what you asked. Stella takes a couple of puffs and puts out cigarettes. That certainly bodes well for the future of our relationship. Are we going to have a relationship? I think you better tell me what you are doing here before we talk about any relationship. I didn't want to call attention to myself by waiting outside. I thought it better to wait in here. Alan writes post-it note. Upgrade office locks speaks as he writes. Upgrade office locks. <laughs> now, what can I do for you? I want to hire you. Okay. What for? Do you know of the gem called the Oz Emerald? Alan pours drinks while he considers his answers. Scotch? Stella shrugs a yes. Alan hands her the drink. Yes, I know it. And you know it's coming here to be sold. I've heard that Hudson Auction House will be selling it. That's not common knowledge. It's true, isn't it? You are awfully well informed. I have my sources and a very personal interest. You are bringing it to New York for Hudson. He hired me, yes. Maybe it's here already. I don't know. It could be. Then you aren't very good at your job. Look, Miss Green, unless you have something serious to discuss with me, I have work to do and you need to leave. 
I want you to stop the auction from happening. Now that is an eye-opener and a blatant conflict of interest. Actually, I want you to pull the Oz Emerald. The auction can go on as planned. I don't care. I will pay you twice what Hudson is. Okay. Let's talk business. I need to know why. The people trying to sell it have no legal claim to it. The Oz Emerald belongs to my family. These people stole it from us years ago. This is our first chance to get our hands on it. Why don't you just buy it back at the auction? Why? Because that would imply that I don't already have legal claim to it. I want the piece to never get to auction. I know that Hudson is anticipating a record sale of the Emerald. What is it, 75 carats? 75, yes. He's estimating half a million dollars per carat. That's $38 million. That is a very large sacrifice if he were to take it out of the auction. The second reason. I don't have access to that kind of money. And in this market, there's no assurance that 38 million would even be enough. It is slated to be the centerpiece of the auction. The reserve price is 30 million. Sella pulls out papers establishing provenance and lays them before Alan. He can find something else for that center spot. As you say, I am well informed. The public isn't yet. No, the catalog hasn't been printed. Look at these papers. You see, I, or rather my family, the Greens, own it. Here's the provenance. Alan looks at the papers. Hmm. My family lived in Paris when the Nazis invaded. They escaped to New York, but not before the Nazis took everything of value. Then, after the war, when it was finally returned, it did not come back to us, but went to the Kansas City Gutmann Family Foundation. They made some sort of absurd claim on it. I'll tell you what. Let me spend some time going over these papers and I'll get back to you. I'll let you know what I can or cannot do. Fair enough? Sella stands to leave. Thank you, Mr. Friedrich. That's exactly what I hoped to hear. Don't be too long. Hudson must be close to publishing the auction catalog. On that point, he won't until he has the emerald in hand. How can I contact you? Sella sits on the edge of his desk takes pen and post-it pad, and leaves phone number. You can reach me here. Don't procrastinate. If you won't do this, I'll have to figure out another approach. End of scene one. Scene two, Brant's gallery. Meyer Hudson enters. Constance Brant to Hudson. Do you bring news? Where the hell is she? I don't know. I haven't heard from her. It's your fault, you know. My fault? How could you hire my gallery director right out from under me? I need somebody scrupulously honest for this one day, Monday. The gallery isn't even open on Mondays or Tuesdays for that matter. Just because we're not open to the public doesn't mean we're not here working. Jocelyn Black enters with locked aluminum briefcase. Well, here you all are. I saw your note at the auction house. Where have you been? We thought you were kidnapped. Kidnapped? I got delayed. Someone pretended to be me and canceled my plane. I had to make other arrangements. Gaspar Diamond happened to be there, so I caught a ride with him. In Kansas City? That's quite a coincidence. Well, it's good to see you made it back. When Meyer told me he hired you, I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. Diamonds in the business, too. A collector with very 
specific and refined taste. Meyer takes briefcase, works combination lock, and opens it. This is the Oz Emerald. Constance crowds in to look at Emerald. Meyer picks brooch out of the case and a jeweler's loop out of his pocket, studies the Emerald. There's something wrong. There are flaws. Bubbles! Jocelyn takes loop and brooch, studies it. Where? <gasps> You're right! This is not the piece that went into the case in Kansas City. This is glass! Nothing but glass! And the diamonds! The diamonds too! Didn't you check? Of course I did! When it was handed to me! All the jewels were real. I checked the emerald very closely. It was the genuine article, flawless. This is not it. You're the only other person who knows the combination. The case never left my side. Meyer grabs a tack hammer and smashes the glass emerald, which shatters into a million pieces. At some point, someone switched out the real one for that. There was never a moment when that could have happened. But somehow it did, didn't it? End of scene two. Scene three, Friedrich's office. You must be Jocelyn Black. Yes. Alan Friedrich. Meyer has hired me to find the emerald. You don't think I took it? Did you? No. How can you even ask that? I don't know you. I needed to hear you say it. Your flight gets canceled? I got to the airport and they told me a woman called and said she wouldn't be needing the plane after all. Since it had all its pre-flight checks done, it was already halfway to Grandana. That was a quick turnaround. Well, it's a private little concierge airport. Mr. Diamond came to my rescue. Gaspar Diamond? Yes. You know him? Everybody in the art world knows him. Mr. Diamond had his plane there and offered me a ride back to the city. Really? Who else was on the plane? Uh, just Diamond and me. Oh, and the one flight attendant who hung out in the gallery, except when she was bringing us drinks and food. And the pilot? I never saw him. He never even left the cockpit. Where were you and Diamond sitting? Where were we sitting? Yes. Well, in the cabin area. I was on the couch and Mr. Diamond sat across from me at a table with his laptop. That flight must be almost three hours. You didn't nap. Gaspar Diamond is a fascinating conversationalist. I didn't nap. I didn't get drunk. I had one apricot nectar rum fizz. When he got a conference call, I went to the restroom. Did you take the case with you? To the restroom? Yes. No, I left it by the couch. It was in the exact same location when I returned. I wasn't gone for more than two minutes. He was on the call before and still on it when you returned? That's why I chose that time to go to the restroom. I excused myself. Even if someone had the combination, there wasn't time to switch out the brooch. You must have looked inside. You had to make sure you were actually carrying the brooch. Yes. Only Meyer and I have the combination. I opened the case three times, once to put the brooch in, once while I was on Mr. Diamond's flight just to show him. How was that? You put it on the table and opened it? Only I handled it. He never touched it. 
He was astounded, of course. Everybody is. He even took a picture of it with his phone. After we landed, I glanced inside to make sure it was still in place. And nothing looked strange? No, nothing. The brooch stayed exactly as it was in its foam cutout. Mr. Diamond gave me a lift in his limo to the auction house. When I discovered that Mr. Hudson had gone to the gallery, I caught a cab. I knew they would be anxiously waiting for it. Did Diamond say where he was going after he dropped you off? No, but I got the impression he had a meeting. Maybe a late night dinner meeting. End of scene three. Scene four, Diamond's Gallery. You've been a hard man to find. Fine. I didn't know anyone was looking for me. <laughs> I have been. Well, you found me. What can I do for you? I've been hired by Meyer Hudson to obtain the Oz Emerald for his auction house. I spoke to Jocelyn Black. That's who I was going to suggest. She showed it to me. When Hudson opened the case, the emerald, even the surrounding diamonds, were all fake. Glass. Really? The brooch I saw certainly looked authentic. Well, it might have been. We can't pinpoint when the switch took place. We know she picked up the real brooch in Kansas City and ran into you when her flight was mysteriously canceled. Yes, so I offered her a ride back to New York. What's the weight of that emerald? It must be worth millions. It's 75 carats. It's the largest flawless cut emerald in existence. The auction's reserve bid is going to be 30 million. Dollars? Yes, dollars. These days, you never know what the currency is unless you ask. <laughs> Where did you go after you dropped Miss Black off? Me? Seriously? Seriously. I had dinner and drinks with friends at this little Italian place in the village. Do you remember the name? Fra Dominic. Have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Oh, it's one of those old family places. You need to try it. Fra Dominique. I'll put it on my list. And after dinner? Well, the plane was being refueled and restocked. I went home, showered and got fresh clothes and went back to the airport. A turnaround flight. When did you sleep? Oh, on my plane. I have a small bedroom behind the cabin. I had a morning meeting in Colombia. Cudinamarca, Colombia, to be exact. West of Bogota, on the eastern ridge of the Andes. There were some recently mined stones that my curatorial advisor wanted me to look at. I have a great curatorial advisor. Who would that be? Her name is Sela Dawn. Oh, I've never met her. About the stones. Yes, stones. Emeralds, ironically. The Colombian government says that the area has the purest emeralds deposits anywhere in the world. Did you acquire any of them? Gaspar shows Friedrich pictures of the emeralds on his phone. No, but I have pictures. See, they're raw, uncut emeralds just dug out of the mine. They'll notify me when they're cut. And? You know, I'm really an art collector. My jewel fascination is just a diversion. I'm leading toward no. Yes, a very astute art collector. Thank you. 
I like to think so. Anyway, after Cudinamarca, I jumped back on my plane and headed up to San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. I had to take care of the final details of a real art acquisition. What was that? Really? You want to know all my dealings? We might as well get it all out of the way now to clear you. It will save me from having to come back at a later time. Very well. To clear me, as you say. In San Miguel, I was meeting with John Brown. And yes, that is his real name. I'm buying a piece from him. He insisted he take me sightseeing and stay over last night at his mountaintop home. One of those flat-fronted stucco wall places with broken glass bottles on the top of the wall. But inside, there was this lush courtyard, a trickling fountain he commissioned, a koi pond. He has artwork everywhere. After breakfast, I came back here. What were you buying from John Brown? A Frank Stella expanded titanium wall piece. Those pieces are huge. How did you get it on the plane? No, no, the piece is here in New York. <laughs> it's 12 feet tall, 10 feet across, and sticks out from the wall, 52 inches, four and a half feet. Brown selling it rather than shimming it to Mexico. We signed and dated some forms, insurance. Oh, and I paid him, of course, and no, I'm not going to tell you how much. I was not going to ask. We finalized arrangements of having it moved from his storage space here to my gallery. Is it here? They're working on it now. I should have tomorrow, have it tomorrow or the next day. Certainly by the end of the week. Celadon enters with aluminum briefcase. I retrieved it. Oh, I didn't realize you were busy. Cella sets briefcase down and tries to leave. It's okay. This is Alan Friedrich, a man you should get to know. Oh, Miss Green and I already know each other. Green? This is my advisor and personal curator, Celadon. You must have me confused with someone else. I don't think so. I could never mistake those green eyes. You wanted the Oz Emerald back for your family. That is highly unlikely. I don't have a family. What's going on? Jade Green here. Celadon. Okay, Miss Dawn. Set me on the trail of the Oz Emerald to acquire it for her and get it pulled out of the auction. It was a good story. Paris, Nazis, stolen jewels. But after the war, it got returned to the wrong family. No doubt based on its real provenance rather than the forged papers you gave me. Were you just trying to steal the Emerald for yourself or working for somebody? About the case. Is this it? It's okay. Sella places the metal briefcase on the table in front of Diamond. So you switched the emerald while Jocelyn Black was in the restroom. Actually, I switched briefcases. I had it hidden in the plane's bedroom. That's what you were doing in Kansas City. I visited the Gutmann Foundation. I know people. For a price, their fabricator made me a twin. Sella, tell Mr. Friedrich where you came in. She was following my instructions, remember? I was the flight attendant. When Gaspar landed in New York and took Miss Black off in the limo, I retrieved the real case from the bedroom. I've been holding it until just now. <laughs> and you never opened it? I don't know the combination. Nor do I, I'm afraid. But I do have a pry bar. Sella, 
Would you go in the storeroom and get some case opening equipment? Stella exits. I think we have to see what this is all about, don't you? We would be remiss if we did not. Gaspar pours three whiskeys, hands one to Alan, keeps one for him, and sets one down for Sella. Sella returns, trades pry bar for whiskey. Gaspar opens the case with the pry bar, breaking the lock. The case is empty, except for the foam cutout padding. Looks at the empty case. And here it isn't. Gaspar drinks whiskey. Well, that's a fucking kick in the teeth. You know what this means? Only someone who knew the combination has the emerald. And there are only two people, Jocelyn Black and Meyer Hudson. I suppose it is possible one of them could have gotten into my apartment when I was out and taken it. I mean, theoretically. Gaspar refills his whiskey and the others. That seems highly unlikely. It looks like I'm off to talk to Hudson. I imagine he has the real brooch by now. There seem to be a lot of loose ends. What do you mean? The biggest one. How would anyone know to follow me? Jocelyn Black didn't recognize me from the plane. I don't think she even looked at me. The timing is wrong. If she had it, would she give it back to Hudson or keep it? I need to go. Alan gets up to exit. Sella to Gaspar. Do you need me for anything else tonight? No. Go on home. I'll just sit here for a while and lick my wounds. I'll lock up. Don't worry. Sella to Alan. I'll walk you out. Alan and Sella exit together. Gaspar pulls out cell phone and flips through pics of Jocelyn Black working combination taken on the plane. He pulls out the Oz Emerald and a jeweler's loop out of another pocket, studies it with great self-satisfaction. Sella enters quietly and pulls out a pistol. I knew you had it! What the hell? I'll take that now. A gun? Really? You pull a gun on me? The brooch, please. Gaspar hands her the brooch. Put the gun away. You can have it. It's not worth getting killed over, unless you want murder added to your crimes. Stella lowers her gun. What crimes? I was just following your orders, remember? Alan re-enters, draws gun, sneaks up behind Stella, holds gun at the back of her head. Now it's your turn. I'll take it, please. And the gun. Stella reluctantly hands Alan the emerald and her handgun. Catching the conspirators turning on each other. Now the timing is right. Always finishing your job, no matter how misguided. How did you figure it out? Your phone, please. Gaspar gives Alan his phone. Alan holsters his pistol, puts the brooch in his pocket, and Celadon's gun in his belt at his back. Glances through the pics on the phone, stops on one of Jocelyn Black working the combination. More than seeing the emerald, you wanted to capture the combination. That was a cute trick with the pry bar, by the way. So, what are you going to do with me? With us? Turn us into the police? No, actually. I will return this to Hudson, just in time for the catalog printing. After all, he hired me. And you two will have a chance to bid on it like everyone else. I'll give you some advice, though. What might that be? If jewels are strictly a sideline for you, you might want to sit this one out. The price is going to eclipse the Stella. What's your prediction? I say over 60 million, 
and that's dollars. It's too famous and the market is red hot with no sign of leveling off. Remember the reserve price is 30 million and he turned down Brandt's 40 million, a pre-auction offer. I say leave this one to the institutions and the billionaires. Well, I am. Alan takes the case and puts the emerald back and takes it with him. Other billionaires. If you decide to go for it, you can catch up with it at the auction. I'm delivering this to Hudson. You can catch up with it at the auction. How's that for a kick in the teeth? Alan exits. End of play. <laughs>